Hi, it's been a while. Um, it's a new year, and if you're still with me, thank you. <laughs> I believe I started almost a year ago. Um, but tonight, um, I finally made myself sit down and write. I am currently um, in the middle of bleeding, and I'm very... Um, I am very irritable and just wishing so badly for the the red tent, um, a place where women can get together and just be free to be who we are when we are bleeding. Um, I feel very irritated by being in a um, household of people who don't understand. No will never understand how it feels to be um, bleeding from your body and there's such a beauty in it too, right? There's this beautiful, um, awareness and, um, heightened senses and heightened emotions. And I think it could, we could really, as a womanhood, figure out great, amazing things if we were all together and not separate during this time. Um, but that's for another podcast. I am here right now to talk about or actually just to share a little piece of poetry I happen to write. Um, and it goes with just why why I um, feel so um, unlovable or um, not worthy, uh, unworthiness. And I'm trying to figure out the core or the, you know, the root so I can pull it out and, um, transform it into something else because it's a lie that I'm not lovable, that I'm not worthy. Um, but there's this back talk I got from, you know, um, childhood or even, you know, being a teenager and, um, you know, just all that stuff. So like I'm asking, you know, the gray spirit, I'm asking my, my spirit, what, how do I love myself? Because it, it, it plays out the un- unworthiness. It plays out, um, in my low moments, especially right now, um, in my closest relationships, um, I feel like they are not lovable or not, not trustworthy is a big one that shows up, but not lovable, not trustworthy. And, um, yeah, unworthy, unworthy of my love, my time, um, because how dare they have their own emotions and, you know, all of that. So, um, yeah, all that's coming up for me right now. <sighs> Let me take a deep breath. That was a lot in the first three minutes. Um, welcome to my podcast. <laughs> Anyways, let me, uh, read this. It starts off with, um, a Bible verse that I just really love, um, It's when Yeshua is talking to a, uh, I don't know if he's a Roman, um, but a non-Jew. And uh, he's asking Yeshua to go and help his son, I believe, who's sick, or daughter. And uh, and he asks Yeshua to come, and Yeshua said, I'm not going to come. But your daughter uh, is better. Something something like that. I forget, honestly. I, I could even be getting the whole story wrong. I think this is the right one. Um, but I'm, I'm, uh, 
gonna share the quote with you where she says like your your belief like if you believe they are healed they are healed or something like that right and that that comes up a few times when he was alive but anyways um this quote comes from that man and he says after Yeshua says you know believe in, in whatever you want will happen and the man says I believe Lord help my unbelief um and I feel that so deeply like that weird ass duality of like believing in something and then having a total disbelief it reminds me of a me without you quote and I'm sorry I'll probably quote them as much as I quote the bible um but he says he says, um, I think there's definitely a God. Or no, he says there's definitely no God and there's definitely a God. Um, that comes from a song in the album, 10 Stories. And I actually remember, sorry, I'm going on a tangent. So here's a side note. I actually remember one night, I think it was like year three that I was, or four, that I was with my husband and we went to see, um, me without you and I bought I bought 10 stories this album at that at that concert that night and we were listening to it on the way home and on the way home I was really upset because I feel like at the time my husband didn't have really faith in God or anything or anyone that's what it felt like and I was just like telling him it feels very unfair because when I first dated him I was gonna leave him because I felt like he did not have a backbone of faith or any belief in like the great spirit like no spirituality whatsoever so I was gonna leave him for that because that is such a big part of me that like I could never be with someone who wasn't in that world anyways um we were literally talking about this while we were listening to 10 stories and we both had a moment of like quiet and right in that moment of quiet literally um that for the first time I heard that quote where he says there's there's no God and there's definitely a God. Um, it was so crazy. It was just, I felt like God was there in the middle of us, even when, even in the disbelief, right? Even in the unbelief. Um, and I feel like that's where life happens is in this fucked up duality of like being in a three dimensional space, um, on earth. I just think it's, um, like part of the lesson we have to learn right in this like undoing I feel like obviously nobody ever gets there like our journey is just like it's just like we we're figuring it out until you know the end and so basically this is what this poem is about um which I didn't mean for it to be a poem it was just I don't know I don't even know if it is a poem but anyway um there's a preface to it and I will share it so I'll start with a quote one more time from the Bible, which says, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. Why is it so hard to accept a compliment, a gift, for no reason? It's even harder to believe that the God of this universe would want me, know me, or call me to him. There must be something beautiful hidden here. It reminds me of a diamond buried under so many layers of dirt, sediment, rock, and thus so much pressure? Could it be that he sees that very small diamond in me? I get glimpses of its light, its reflection, and glimmer of the light it reflects. 
because it, of course, isn't the source of light. But when I can, I go down deep enough, I can see through that tiny hole, I get a quick glimpse of this diamond buried so deep. One day, I'll have the time and energy to remove these many layers that hide my true being. Or perhaps this is the journey on this earth to unearth the diamond from within. They say, there's a light at the end of the tunnel when we die. So when we finally get to our true self, this small gem will be so radiant and full of the original light. We can finally look beyond the gem to the source of all light then become one with the light source where we were always meant to be <clears throat> but for now i'll be searching for the right tools to dig deep into finding me and that's the end of that um and while i was reading that i realized how i don't know that i could have written anything like this or even sat down long enough to care <laughs> to write this unless I was bleeding, unless I was in an altered state of being, because I really am. My hormones get, I don't want to say out of whack at all. They just get different. Um, and I remember in the end of, or the beginning of 2019, um, I was out walking my dog. We had just gotten him and I was in our backyard and a lot of people litter around here in my neighborhood. And, um, I saw this piece of paper, so I went to pick it up, and on um, it was blank, but on the other side, it was a rainbow, and rainbows are super significant for me, but anyway, um, it was a rainbow, and in the middle of the rainbow, it said wisdom, and then I looked up, and there was like this full moon, even though it wasn't totally dark yet, and uh, I immediately knew what that meant, because I, I had just started my period, and if you know about periods, they usually go around lunar cycles, and I'm usually with the full moon, anyway. So I saw this rainbow that said wisdom and I saw the moon and I was on my period and I knew all of this together just meant like there's wisdom in bleeding. You just have to surrender to it because, um, you know, our society will not let us um, surrender to it. I actually had a conversation with um, my oldest child today about that. Um, we should be in tent, red tents together. We should be communing with other bleeding women um we should be holding each other up and listening to each other because right now we're we're just like an open vessel i think um more so you know like almost like birthing but different and or maybe it is similar i'm not sure um i always thought about that as a child though if i can't get through these cramps how am i going to get through labor so i just stopped taking tylenol and everything unless i had to work um, throughout my, you know, uh, teenage years and beyond. But I remembered thinking that like, if I'm going to cop out here, how am I going to ever birth? And so I just stopped taking <laughs> meds for most of it. And, um, yeah, anyways, I'm glad I did. And I'm very thankful for the wisdom I've gained since t early 2019 on my period. I actually read, I think I've talked about it before. Um, I read with a few women, and including my mother, um, a book called Theology of the Womb. I think I'm going to crack it open again. But it was so beautiful. It just showed um, 
just how sacred our our bodies are and how um in order to bleed or in order to birth there must be blood um bloodshed and so how sacred this this time is of like this holy blood that gives life or or has the um has the um like potential for life um I always thought about that after I had my first child like how sad is this like these are his siblings every month you know um but also I would not want to have that many children um but it is there is some kind of sadness in it right there's a death um of sorts or not necessarily a death but like a something that could have been that was not (laughs) um I wouldn't call that a death I don't think but yes and then I was thinking I actually was looking at a few pictures of this beautiful um birth and I don't know what they were talking about in this picture but the baby was coming out and you could see um the opening of the womb and just the outpouring of blood and water um I know it's not water it's like you know the um amniotic fluid but it looks like water and I was thinking about like how holy and sacred this like fluid is where any like normal American who hasn't undone the cultural bullshit around women's bodies would think ew this is disgusting which it's not it's actually the opposite and I think that's a secret in our world that most things that are um, on the fringes are disgusting or awful or whatever in our society are actually the most sacred and holy but that's just me I don't I don't claim to know anything I just have this feeling or belief in it Um, and not everything, everything like poop has always been awful and not good for you, (laughs) but anyways, um, yeah. And it's just, it, so back to the, the, the fluid coming out, the blood and the amniotic fluid, um, reminded me of when they put that, um, sword and issue aside and blood and water came out and I have a lot to say about that, but I won't worry now. Um, but the fact that water came out with it um, was very interesting to me, and it really did remind me of this picture I saw of this fluid, the blood and the amniotic fluid coming out, and it looked like blood and water, and I thought, how amazing that, like, we get to experience this as mothers, right? If we can undo the garbage our society has put on us about how um, gross our bodies are when they're really sacred and really wonderful um and we can just realize that this blood and this water came out of who i believe was the messiah um and that no he did not physically birth because he was a man but he did in my opinion die as a fully innocent being um so he literally like um those I think those were like the birth um the afterbirth is what we call it in that world the the blood and the amniotic fluid coming out um and it's just to me a foreshadowing because um I've heard it said in circles that Judaism believes prophecy is pattern and that this is just a pattern right like we um create babies and this is the normal thing that comes out and that that it came out issue aside like I wonder if the women were astounded I wish that a woman could have written a book in the bible and they probably did they probably burned them 
anyway i wish that we knew what they thought when they saw that because it's just like this birth of a new world this birth of like a new life of like being renewed and um it just touches me because like i keep reminding myself right like i am renewed and i am a new person in him um and that he you know did fulfilled all those prophecies and um up until he was you know basically praying and crying how to god to the point of um almost death he said that he wished that cup would have passed or that he could have had a different way of keeping us safe um but this was the only way i mean it, it is a birth right like when you're if you were unmedicated or even if you if you were but you still remember this or feel this somehow like there is something called i've talked about it before transition where you are like no i'm not doing this in labor i'm sorry when you're having a baby there it's like right before the baby comes and you're just like i can't do this anymore this isn't gonna happen but there's no way out even if you have a c-section there's no way out you're gonna be an immense <laughs> like there's gonna be this huge thing that happens and it's the craziest unknown and it's terrifying um not for everyone but for me it was <laughs> and um and not even terrifying just like i don't want to do it like this is hard work you know like kind of like that i guess um and i just see it as like this uh, the death of yeshua is like this i don't want to do this but like he did it willingly like he um not that he didn't want to do it he just I think he wanted a different way because it was getting real like really real um and really shitty i mean if you read the bible you can see how it progressed into like more and more awful stuff um anyways i'm thankful it happened that way because it had to happen that way um prophecy anyways so yeah i don't know if this made any sense <laughs> to anyone but me but I just felt like I needed to share this and um yeah just this world and the duality of it is just wild and intense and I don't think any of us get there right none of us like achieve the goal of being totally conscious and aware I think you know we sometimes put other people on pedestals because they seem to be farther or closer to the goal or whatever but that's not true they're not nobody's there um, so yeah, there's just my little reminder to you that, um, it's all crazy <laughs> and thank you for listening and I will let you go. I hope you have a great rest of your day and thanks for spending your last 20 minutes with me.